Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. Where would you move to if you could, and why? People are moving. And not like, oh, I'm going to buy a new house across town. People are moving far away. What do you think the reason for that is? I wonder if it's the prevalence of remote work where your job is no longer tethering you to a community. They say that uh, that does actually weigh into the decision as well as the shifting economy, right? Uh, Things have changed. And people, uh, the urban lifestyle is becoming less popular and people want to move to less densely populated areas. I saw that in 2021, the state with the most inbound moves, do you know what it was? Florida. Vermont. Really? Yeah. And to your point, the the states with the, the highest percentage of people moving to them are some of the least densely populated states in the country. Why do you think that is? Are people just peopled out? <laughs> like, I don't want to be around this many people. I'm moving to Vermont. It kind of feels that way, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm not really peopled out because you and I have lived well in the Midwest. Right. And, 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 and granted, you can get into densely populated areas if you go to the metro. Of course, we have Minneapolis and St. Paul right here, uh, Chicago, uh, all of the the big the bigger cities. You can get into some pretty densely populated areas, but we do not live in a densely populated area. No, we live in a small metro. A, they call it a micro metro, don't yeah. they? I think that's what we're technically classified as, as far as like population numbers. But um, there's a lot of rural communities right around us. It, it is not densely populated no. at all. There's no traffic. I mean, if you have to wait at a stoplight for like two minutes, people are like, whoa, traffic. Jeez. Well, I, I think the one thing that makes it very attractive here in the Minnesota River Valley is the fact that we are an hour from Minneapolis. Super convenient yeah, to the Twin Cities if right. you want to get somewhere more densely populated or enjoy the the entertainment that they have to offer or the sports or things right. like that. but. We don't have to live in the densely populated area. And people want space. Are the, like Vermont, for example, I'm not familiar. Is it expensive to live in Vermont? It feels like it would be expensive. I think it is. It's like boutique Isn't it weird? Because that's the, uh, you wouldn't expect that, right? Well, in my head, it's very like ski resorty. Well, I've yeah. never been there, so it's this the, is pure, that, this it, is purely like crafted in my I, head. I've I've skied there. I have actually oh, so vis- I've actually visited Vermont when I was a teenager. Uh, it's beautiful, it really is. But I don't I, I don't know why a, a lot of people would choose to relocate there. Well, I, I, I suppose it's that it's the uh, idea they they that this that they build inside their head sure right? it's, oh god i'm going to escape to the beautiful mountains and the serene i'm going to live in a hallmark movie wilderness of vermont right exactly to that's, me that's, that's exactly what i think what of vermont is. but the uh, the other areas that were um highly sought after as far as people were moving 
to them uh, were states in the South. Yeah, they say that 31% of young adults living in urban areas said the pandemic proximity for family and work options led them to relocate to another state. Interesting. And space, by the way, like you were talking about, is all the rage now. They want yard space. They want home offices. Designated spaces for remote learning, home gyms, workout options. Ultimately, people uh, want porches, spacious backyards, and room to breathe. Where did all of this come from? The pandemic. Because can you imagine spending 2021 or 2020 and 2021 in like a studio apartment in a downtown metro area? I cannot imagine that. And trying to live your entire life, work, school, fitness, Everything in in a small apartment? I can't. I can't. Like when they just recently, and I don't know if they still are, but when they locked down millions of people in Shanghai, China, right? When And they just have those tiny mm-hmm. little homes, and they literally taped over their doors, and they were not allowed to go anywhere. People were going insane. You would. Literally. I can completely see why if you were living in a, in a metro area that the last two and a half years, what you would just be like, I I need space. I am claustrophobic of my life. It's weird that they're flocking to places like Idaho, New Mexico, and Maine, which are the least populated states in America. Is it? Why? So I've been to New Mexico. New Mexico is actually pretty cool. It's got that desert feel. It has the mountains. The weather isn't as good as Arizona, but it's... New Mexico's cool. I've just driven. I I literally drove straight through it uh, on my way back from San Diego one time when it was winter driving, so I took the southern route. But I don't know a lot about it. But on the flip side, they say that they are departing some of the most populated states in the country, like Illinois, New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut. Those are the people, or those are the places that people are leaving. I feel like I would be into a suburb style of living like the, close enough to a city that if you want it you know it's very easy to get to but you don't have to mess with the traffic and and all that i think that well that's becoming popular for a while they there do you remember where uh they said it was millennials that were driving people into these urban communities where they didn't want to have to maintain a lot of different things oh, right you completely see that and then you have the convenience of walkability and you don't have maintenance on a yard and things like that but then the pandemic happened and people are like i can't breathe all of us are on top of each other i need space i have extra free time because the world stopped. I want a garden. I want to get a dog. That, that You're starting to sound a lot more like the Gen Z crew because these are the people that will pack up in a van and just take off. Living in, they're adventurous. They, yeah, they are. And I think that they're more outdoorsy. I wonder why that is because I, they grew up with the internet. And, exactly. You know? But maybe, maybe this is to them an escape from all like, of that. I got to get away from my Snapchat. I'm well, well go you know, see right? The, see the sights. I love it. And they say that that uh, younger generation is migrating south and west, which does not surprise me because if you're familiar with that area of the country, 
they have the best weather. They better not drive the prices up because <laughs> that's the direction we're headed. Well, that's what they're saying is uh, all the people that want, want to shift from Southern California a little bit east into Nevada, Arizona, and those areas, that's what's driving the price up no. down there. So, yeah, young adults, young professionals will continue to move throughout this year. And uh, they say that some of the moving includes students who moved home because uh, college housing was shut down. And uh, people wanted to relocate to more affordable cities, and they wanted the remote work opportunities. What would factor into a decision for you if you were going to choose a place to move? It's funny that we, we bring this up because even 20 years ago would have been completely different. And the reason that I think you and I have settled so far here is it's convenient for family. Mm-hmm. On a, on a lot of different levels, you know, and I think that that is why we stay because I'm not kidding. And I'm not just, I'm not just saying this, but I'm tired. I, I don't like winter, right? Climate is a big deal for me. I do not like winter at all. And when more than half of the year is consumed by that, I'm getting tired of that. So you know, you, you, life's too short to waste eight months out of a 12-month year waiting for just that little bit of sunshine and warmth because that's where we've been this year. And if there was ever a year <laughs> that has solidified my resolve yeah. to get out, it's this. And when I say that, I will, I will, I love Minnesota. I was born and raised here, and I think I'll always, you know, ha- have a spot here. I don't like the the winter months. I don't want to celebrate winter. I hate it when people tell me that. Find something you like to do here and embrace it. No, no. I I don't want to. Right? I like to wear slippers and a blanket at all times until June. I don't like the cold. I mean, do you? You you, you don't like the cold either, right? I despise the cold. And I have despised the cold since I was a kid. And I try. I bought snowshoes and ice skates and skis and all the gear and the and the winter coat that's rated for 35 below zero with the fur hood. And I'm like, no, nope, no, yeah. I don't, I can't, I don't want to this year, do it anymore. <laughs> right. And this is, this is a fact. I was like, am I imagining this? But the gray and the dark that you see around you, even though now here we are going to, we're going to be in the eighties this week and things will start to green up probably rapidly, but we are they estimate about three weeks behind, maybe a little bit more than that. That is close to a month. Now, we already have a very short spring and summer season here. So when you get robbed of a month, you feel like you've really lost something. Absolutely. And I think about when it does get nice, like this past weekend, we had a couple nice days and people are just so happy. I'm like, do we really have to wait for eight months for everyone to feel this right. happy? I, that that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and and then what we celebrate, we get out, we hang out together, we have festivals. You know, we all celebrate the sunshine and then the color. I think the color is a big thing for me. I and that was brought up to me by our neighbor Phyllis. One morning we were standing out there. This was a couple of years ago in the spring. And she was like, you want to know why we look forward to this every year? It's not even so much just the temperature. 
It's the color. And she's right. And she said the phrase, we just get starved for color. That's the truth. Don't you think? It's so true. I, I, I think a lot of people are. And it's just, it really starts to wear on you. I think that's probably a, one of the big reasons a lot of people, and this is so strange to say this because I thought when that urban migration began, that I thought, well, people are just going to congregate to bigger cities. I think a lot of them, you know, given the economic ability, and, and this seems to be the facts now, are migrating back out to the suburbs. They want a little bit more space. Do you think that trend will reverse itself in a few years and people will miss the convenience of the city or more jobs will return to in-person, return to work, things like that? Just your know. opinion. I don't know. I honestly, I, I think people are being drawn to a little bit more space. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I think that the tiny house movement and all of these other things <laughs> that, that came and went over the past decade. And I know there's still people that are into the tiny house thing. Good for you or living in a van. Hey, you do you, you know, you're a young person or maybe not, but whatever. But I think that, uh, people, you know, years ago, they they phrased this the American dream, right? To have the home and the yard and the white picket, white picket fence. 2.5 kids. And yeah, I don't, I don't think that the, uh, I don't know. What about the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that this Gen Z is different than millennials or even, uh, a lot of the Gen Xers that thought it would be cool to be living in these, uh, these urban, you know, environments. I don't know. We'll see. I I like it. I like space. What about the interest rate housing market and things like that? Well, that's going to change a lot, right? I mean, didn't they just hike a half percent this past week, right? And then they said that's the, that's the, first of all, the biggest rate hike in 20 years. Mm -hmm. And that is going to continue. They said they're going to be very aggressive with this because they want to combat inflation, which has gotten out of control. Insane. Literally. So, that will probably slow things down a bit. Well, the funny thing is that recently, if if you sold or bought, you were in a market where everything was super inflated. Uh, yeah, like ridiculously it was crazy. inflated. And I'm just wondering if it's going to stay that way, or if that's going to prevent people, you know, like if they don't have to move, that they'll wait until maybe things change. So I don't know if if these numbers, because 2021 was crazy it was for nuts. people who were yeah. relocating. Now, I think there's a lot of people like you and I, though. I think I will always have a home here in Minnesota. I love I love the Minnesota River Valley, right? You know, just that we're, I love being close to the Twin Cities. I love everything that Southern Minnesota has to offer. And, but, but it's beautiful, and I, I like being here in the spring, summer, and early fall. But I could see a lot of people wind up being like you and I, where we're thinking, I'm, you know, we're going to follow the birds. Yes. Literally. Yes. Like where (laughs) is the sun going? Right. And I'm going to go with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm totally there. Well, anyways, well, you know, the States that saw the most growth in 2021, we have that. And then they're going to say, this is probably most likely going to carry over through this year. What do you think some of them States are? Florida. Well, let me give you, let me, let me give you, I think number one here 
is Arizona. Oh, that does and not that, surprise that me. That does not surprise me at all either. Uh, they say Phoenix, Scottsdale, and Chandler. Beautiful areas. Even, Great cities. Even Tucson. Because if you get up into the Flagstaff area, up, it's beautiful up there, but I don't want snow. No, ever. thank you to ever, their weather, though. Ever. They get like 36 inches at a pop. Right. No, thank you. Uh, they say, indeed, as you mentioned, the Sunshine State will oh, see honey. a huge migration this year. That Well, it started last, right? We know people who yeah. move to Florida. Yeah, Florida offers, uh, well, a variety of experiences you can explore. They have a lot of different culture there. They have, obviously, the ocean. To me, they have spring training for the the, <laughs> the, the Yankees and the Twins. So I'm, I'm a big baseball fan. But this surprised me. Uh, it kind of did, and then it kind of didn't. But Idaho. I don't know a lot about Idaho. People Does anyone <laughs> want wide open spaces, right? They saw more than twice as many people move in as move out in 2020, the year of the pandemic. What do they have there? <laughs> what What's the landscape like? What's the weather like? I know nothing well, they, about Idaho. They say Idaho is one of the best, the best states for jobs. Obviously, Boise is uh, one of the big businesses out there with a lot of opportunity. Plus, a, a really low cost of living, which is 2.3% lower than the national average. They have low crime rates. And uh, they say it's great for raising families and retirees alike. Interesting. They've got a lot of national parks and things like that. A lot of things to do in Idaho. Maybe we'll have to explore Idaho. I think it's... Uh, Is it mountainous? The, it's the wide open spaces, right? I mean, what's their landscape like? Well, isn't that, I mean, I, again, I'm not, I don't, it's very, isn't it? It's like super mountainous, right? I have no, I literally don't. It's I, like the hiking and the rivers and stuff. I mean, it's. I forget about poor little Idaho. <laughs> I don't think it's so little. It isn't. No, it is not little. Also, and this does not surprise me, but North Carolina is becoming a popular destination as well. And I think uh, Asheville and that area has. Super trendy. The same appeal is like Vermont, right? Except for they don't get the winters. Yeah, and if they do get winter weather, it's for a day or two. Right. It w- um, again, North Carolina, a one, uh, another one of those states that reaped the benefits of pandemic migration. Mm-hmm. People went there because it was an escape and there was a lot of things to do, including, hang on to your hat, ready for this? I'm ready. One of the best bird watching states in the country. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That is one of their claims to fame. Is we're going, we're going to North Carolina. Bird watching, birds. isn't that bonkers? That's hilarious. Though? That is, funny. is Nevada on your list? I have to ask. Uh, well, well, I've not worked my way down oh. that far yet, but South Carolina joins North Carolina on that list. People love it. I guess there's a lot of uh, uh the cost of living is lower than the the national average. Well, you and I actually have a story about South Carolina. We well, we got offered a job there a long, long time ago. In Charleston. In Charleston. And we didn't take it, and, and we never actually ended up going there to see it. Well, the, um, it just was, the, it was bad timing. It was. There was a lot of factors that led us to decide not to take that job. Right. Um, but it was very tempting because 
It was Charleston. Oh, and it beautiful. just sounded so glamorous. And there was ocean and it was down south. And they say the food, the shopping. Yeah. All of it, right? And I was, I got obsessed and I like learned everything there was to learn about Charleston and it seems like a great city. We just have yet to go there. Well, they claim that Charleston and Columbia both uh offer big city amenities, but they still have that small town feel. And that's one of the things I've kind of loved about Mankato and southern Minnesota is we have a small town feel here in Mankato, but if we want to drive one hour, we're in the Twin Cities. And we do have, we have tons yeah. of shopping here. Yeah. We've got great local businesses and unique gifts. Um, Mankato's a great community. It is. The people well, here we're, are wonderful. We're lucky, yeah. Um, but it's just, the weather sucks. It's fantastic. I mean, the, the Minnesota <laughs> River Valley, to me, it, if you're going to live in Minnesota, this is about the best place. It's beautiful. It is. It's I mean. I've always liked the fact that we could just jump on the freeway and, hey, you want to go to a Twins game in an hour, we'll be in Minneapolis. But the weather right? is undesirable. I don't like the weather <laughs> at all in the upper Midwest. That was one of the biggest hurdles I had coming back here. I lived in, you know, San Diego for four years in my uh, early 20s when I was stationed out there. And I, you get a taste of that because I remember calling at that time, you know, before cell phones, be, being on the phone the cordless phone standing out of my patio in sh- in shorts and a t-shirt grilling talking to my brother and him complaining oh god you know i'm shoveling out it's yeah. it's 20 below zero all of that stuff and i was like god why would i ever go back there and i did i've always said that i wanted to live somewhere warm like for some reason my entire life i've wanted to live somewhere warm and i have lived in iowa that's where i was born and where i grew up uh, I I came to Minnesota for college, and then I worked briefly in Wisconsin, and then came back to Minnesota where I set up shop for the last fifteen years. Right. None of those places are warm. No, no, I I've not I've not <laughs> liked yeah I, I I've not liked the cold I, well I, my entire life I I've not been a fan and that's I'd, what I'm saying. But like, I, I think the one thing, and I'm I'm honest to God, I believe this. I think the one thing, more than anything, that holds people to one certain uh, certain location is is family. I believe that. And when you really start to think about it, like, what would it be like if we did relocate? What if we left? Right. It would. There would be a lot of challenging things that would come up a lot there would be a lot of things that would be difficult well we're a blended family we're a blended family so that you know there's custody agreement it's just right there's just all kinds of different things and and my parents are all relatively close my right. siblings your parent your your mom and brother are just up you know up north which is six still and a, a half hours I mean, but it's still a day's drive it's not like you need to get on a plane i would still i would see them probably as much <laughs> if i was in living in the southwest but, yeah, united states probably listen we by the way, all of the obstacles we mentioned can be overcome. Right. It's and, just, and and believe me, <laughs> we're we're It's just making right. the decision and, I, and that's probably what stops a lot of people is that it's really hard to determine like do the pros outweigh the cons or like will it be will the reward be worth the risk? Right, right. Uh the, and finally Texas. Texas. People are moving. Do you, do you notice none of these places other than Vermont really are are that cold? Well, even first of all, Vermont doesn't get the winters that we do. They may get a lot of snow, like upstate New York and some of them other places. But I can tell you, uh, I lived in Maine, Connecticut, New Hampshire for a couple of years. 
in my teens and they, their winters are nothing like what we get here. It's very terrible here. We are literally in the it, winter. In Minnesota, if you look at a map, just go back, zoom out, and take a look at planet Earth. We are dead center in the middle of North America. So we don't get any help from any of the coastal no, area. No. None, of, none of the warm ocean air, none of that stuff. I think somebody pointed out to me one time that we have a colder average temperature statewide than Alaska. Oh, good. Which is fantastic. What what a thing to hang our hat on. People freak out and they're like, that's not true. <laughs> and then you dig into it because of the whole state. And then there's parts of that. Yes, Minnesota is, is, is if, if you like the cold, good for you. There, How's that for staying positive? Oh, good for you. Because, man, I'm, I'm not digging it at all. What's your favorite terrain, your favorite landscape? All right, a quick message here. We did receive people last week asking us about the CBD centers, Boomers, which is the mushroom coffee. People asking, I didn't know you could, asking me that I, where, where they can buy it locally because they didn't know they could. I had the same issue because there's all these different brands. I was looking for it as an alternative to that caffeine pick-me-up in the morning. And sure enough, CBD centers right here in Mankato has it. Yeah, it's called Boomers. That's the brand of mushroom coffee. It's going to help with uh, better focus, more energy. Who couldn't use that on a Monday morning? It's uh, sold in a 30-day supply. You just add one scoop to either hot water or serve it over ice. There's pumpkin spice, peppermint flavor. It's really good, and uh, it's super easy to whip yourself up a cup in the morning. Yeah, they have multiple flavors, and I'm going to tell you, if you're like me and you don't like the caffeine jitters and all of the things that go with it, it's a great energy boost and it really helps you mentally focus it does me anyways and there's a lot of people that will tell you the same thing so i'm telling you it's a great coffee alternative and you can buy it and it's all homegrown right here in southern minnesota manufactured packaged all of it you know what you're getting with boomers i'm telling you give it a try tell me what you think you'll find it at the cbd centers right here in southern minnesota and we knew summer was going to come, and it was weird, just like it seems like every year going from spring. Well, we thought spring. We go from winter right into summer. We had like two days of spring. <laughs> but here comes the heat and humidity, and here comes the phone call to Ryan's Plumbing and Heating and Electric in St. Peter. Don't wait. Don't be that indiv individual. Give Holly a call and have them come out and service your AC system to make sure you're ready to go for a very hot and humid stretch that's coming up. Yeah, it is going to be sticky this week. StPeterElectric.com to get a hold of the guys at Ryan's. Have them come out, check your AC, uh, or any other electric or plumbing projects that you've been putting off as we head into the spring months. Yeah, if you want to, if you need a, a, an outlet for the grill out on the patio, you need something fixed in the house, simple, big, doesn't matter. Uh, they're always there to help. And again, you get that great hometown customer service. Call Holly and the crew at Ryan's in St. Peter. We have a link on our website. Go to georgeandjess.com. That's a tough one. We live in a state because, well, we're down here and there's a lot of prairie and open area in southern Minnesota. And you get up where I grew up, you drive, you know, six hours north in Minnesota because it's a huge state. It looks like Alaska. It's looks completely different. It doesn't look like anything like this. I love it. I love northern Minnesota. I love the that area up there. But this is going to sound crazy. This is going to blow people's minds because I like color, but still, I like the desert. 
I like the desert too. I'm a big fan of a bean. And and if you get down to Southwest United States, there's people that grow their little patch of grass. And there's color. <laughs> you can grow flowers. Cactus there. flowers. It's beautiful. The desert is beautiful, and there's something about it at night. I tell people, you know, ZZ Top wrote that song, "Asleep in the Desert." I think that was. <laughs> I'm not anyways. familiar. Wait, will but, you sing it for us? <laughs> no, but there is something weird about it. And I remember when we would train out there, I was like, oh, God, there is something about being out here. And I think it's the dry, controlled environment. And just out there in the emptiness and the quiet and the, and the stars, there's something very appealing about the desert and the evening and the night. So we're going to Las Vegas next week. And so I was digging around for shows and new restaurants and getting some ideas for while we're out there. And it's the the night before we get there. So like a week from tonight, they're doing a full moon hike at the Valley of Fire State Park. And that's the night, is the 16th? No, it's the 15th. Ah. So it's the night before. So we're not going to be there for it. But I was like... Oh, my God. That sounds, like, epic. That would be cool. Can you imagine, like, oh, come to this hike in the Valley of Fire during a full moon at night in May. Which that the, would be... The temperature's probably perfect. Oh, yeah. And then it was like, bring a red light that's easier for night vision. Bring a blue light if you want to search for scorpions. I was like, what? what? Wait, wait a minute. What? No. Um, but I love the desert, too. And I love, I love the mountains. And I love just, like, the rock and just all of it. I love it. I love it, yeah. I, I, I like it. They say hiking down there, and I've done a lot of hiking in the southwest southwest United States, but I want to do it without an 80-pound pack on my back sure. and, a, and, and a rifle. Maybe and just like an hour hike secure, instead of right. like a three-day hike. <laughs> Wearing some of those new cloud hikers, you know. Oh, the and, cloud hikers well, are so. on, yeah. Oh, my God. So cute. There's a lot of them out there. So, and we plan on doing some of that when yeah, we're gonna Yeah, we're going to yeah. see nature a little bit. But that is one thing that people ask, like, why do you guys go to Vegas all the time? You big gamblers? We're not. We're not. Yeah. We don't gamble. But I just, I love, like, the opulence of the city yeah. and the lights and just the it, extravagant architecture against yeah. that stark mountain desert backdrop. There's just something that. I just love it. Uh, if you have not been to Las Vegas in years, it is nothing like it used to be. It is they've well they'll they'll tell you their main source of revenue now is their their restaurant mm-hmm. business, right? It's not gambling anymore. The entertainment and the food and the shopping have taken over Las Vegas. It's good. The casinos are still there. You're always going to have that, right? But that's not what it's about anymore, and they've done a great job over the past couple of decades reinventing that city. And it's America, and not just America. You will notice this. this. global destination. It is a global destination, and people from around the world are like, you are so lucky to have this right here where you can just get here. Because how often do you – it seems like every time you and I go, we wind up speaking British halfway through. Because <laughs> there is a be- lot. There are a lot of European travelers in Las Vegas. And it's specifically the Brits. And if you're down in that area with with Trump and Venetian and Wynn and all those nice hotels, if you're staying there, you're going to start to feel Uh, like you are. Like, are we European? (laughs) There are a lot of them. But that's the question we're uh, asking this morning. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people specifically with the cold spring that we've had that are, you know, we always get that little itch this time of year. Like, God, why do I live here? Well, it's going to start to get better, but 
we want it. We want you to answer this question honestly. And there's a lot of different options now. Again, remote working, just the way things have changed. People can relocate. Mm-hmm. It's easier today than it was in the past. So if you were going to move, where would you move to and why would you go there? You can weigh in. We'd love for you to head to our Facebook page. You'll find us, George and Jess Podcast on Facebook. You'll find us on Instagram. You can search George underscore Jess one on TikTok. And I usually touch on the subject a little bit more in the mornings when I go out and feed the birds, which <laughs> is just, I don't, I can't figure tech, TikTok out to save my life, but I do love it. There's some great creators on there. All right. Have yourself a fantastic Monday. It's finally going to start to feel like summer and we will have a new episode for you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m.